I am an embarrassment. My bad. I and you can totally tell I do this. I totally podcast. I totally record. <laughs> I was like, well, there, where'd he go? He's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. Not even a minute in. And he's like, nah, I'm I'm gone. Yeah, I went, nah, this is too much. I thought I could do this. I thought I could handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the closet too long. I got Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not <Okay>. Pride Month. <laughs> Pride Month. <laughs> it sure is. And it I is. yeah. It yeah. is. I well, will, you know what? I'm yeah. I'm gonna say I don't keep up with the time. Like I just found out recently it was June, so you know. Well, that's <sighs> probably not good. Uh, you know, calendars are important. I feel for a reason. I love a good calendar, an agenda. A good calendar. <laughs> just a nice on. calendar. Just a yeah. nice calendar. I don't know. That's just. Yes. I know, no, organization, you know, administration. That's, you know, that's the goal to get organized. 100%. 100%. Well, Well, how are you doing this fine day? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. A little, um, I'm excited and I'm also, um, not distracted, but I just found out, uh, before recording with you that I'm also going to be recording my own podcast episode today um, unexpectedly yeah so i'll be uh (laughs) keeping that in the back of my mind (laughs) doing the back-to-back so no i want to make sure i do well for both recordings so yeah gonna get a double dosage of like a brief intro about you and podcast or whatever you want to talk about yeah yes yes i um my name hi guys my name's ty jones um me and katie have been friends since uh college um i graduated with a psychology degree kind of one of those people that was like ooh, kind of didn't want to go down the path of counseling so i used my degree in different other ways as far as like podcasting music and just connecting with people um i have two podcasts currently you uh guys overheard me talking about one of them um one is soul food. Um, that's for your spiritual digest digestion. Um, a lot of people talk about, you know, weight loss, keto diets. Um, people talk about uh, mental illness. So we're going to be talking about that here on the episode. So we wanted that podcast to have a space for people to have spiritual conversations. And we're very laid back and chill. We don't, you know, open up stuff. Um, it's for all people of spiritual walks just to have a place to have an open conversation. And then our other podcast is kind of short and sweet to the point comments on comics where we review comic book movies, TV shows and have fun just going in and having fun <laughs> as a comic book fan. Uh, we have some opinions, strong opinions about certain comic book movies and we tell you the behind the scenes. So, yeah, you could check both of those out on whatever platform you use um so yeah you know enough fan service for me <laughs> <laughs> that was a good little introduction there i know you know and i i'm and trust me i've been that's the one thing about podcasting i am good at i am good at using the words that i have and you know organizing them 
in real time. Now, in my life, if we can make that matchup. If we can make those ends meet, I'd be, I'd be super T. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps, I guess. Baby steps. Baby steps, for sure. Okay, well, um, I put together some questions just so we don't get like too off topic, but we're talking about yeah. mental health. Um, oh. We all have backgrounds and experiences with that of various degrees. Um, yes. And you can choose to be however open you want to, so no pressure here. But first question, um, what mental health struggles have you personally experienced in your life? Nice. Okay, let's let's go straight go for straight the vulnerability. To straight <laughs> to the vulnerability. So we keep it real on this. We just yeah, go straight, I, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So for me, um, personally, I've struggled with um, just because I, I want to say what's the clinical term because I'm like psychology, but basically, um, just clinical depression, um, and bouts of anxiety. Um, mine stemming kind of from, cause I'm like a person who has to be excited, not excited, challenged. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my, I guess, mental illness is, um, centered around me having expectations for myself, like false expectations, mm -hmm. um, and having this mental battle of, running away from the expectations but also understanding like at the end of the day they need to be met and so it's just this whole cycle where like um i go into a situation try my best to be myself but end up people pleasing and so people don't get the real me they just get a version of me and so mm -hmm. it isolates me because like i'm like oh i'm doing for all these people but they're not doing it for me and so, like, that's when people start having, like, you know, events and stuff, like, and I feel like I'm left out, that's where the depression comes in. But then, like, on the flip side of that, where, like, after I'm coming out of a depressive spell, like, I become this, like, um, over-the-top type person where I do become anxious because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, how long can I keep their attention? Like, I got something new to show them. And, you know, it's just this whole thing where... I just saw myself go through this repetitive cycle of like going to people, people pleasing, but not giving them the full version of me. And so um, just identifying that, going to therapy for that, um, even taking steps to get medication to kind of control some of that, because um, some of it isn't just me um, with my behavior, but also a lot of it is some cognitive things and mental things. So. Um, yeah, no, but it's been one of those things where um, I, I, I identify and understand the struggle of people who've had suicidal ideation um, and things like that sorts. Um, I've struggled with that as well as I know some friends and family. And so, no, I'm definitely a person that I'm not very open about talking about my mental illness, but I won't shy away from the topic of I'm opening up because I know we all are going through things. Um, none of us are as copacetic as we appear on the surface. Mm -hmm. And I've learned through sharing and opening up that, you know, we connect more and um, people are able to see and identify and can be inspired to get help and get better um, because we do know that there's hope. Very well said. I do think that like one's, vulnerability and honesty like that's 
encouraging and like almost lets other people know like hey it's okay to like vocalize what you're going through like I'll post something Mm -hmm. on Facebook and I'm sure some people think I'm like asking for I don't know people to feel bad for me or whatever I'm like no like social media is so fake and we all we only see like the positive so me posting like hey I'm struggling with my anxiety or depression like that's not me asking I'm sure some maybe some people do but I don't I'm just gonna speak for myself that's not Mm -hmm. me asking for people to feel bad it's just like this is real life you know we all put on a mask on social media we all put on a front but like that's not reality you know yeah no and I definitely think when it comes to social media because I know that plays on a lot of people's mental illness as well I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that later but no even using that as a platform to talk about it I definitely think um, it's a double-edged sword in nowadays because a lot of people do use it for pity points. But uh, Mm -hmm. I've also seen um, a lot of people use it to start conversations and to have people come together. Um, And, you know, a lot of stuff I do believe, especially when it comes to sharing stuff online, like you don't always get to see the conversations behind closed doors. But, you know, the intention, if it's there and it's well, you'd be surprised at how many people just on offhanded comments are able to have more conversation and dialogue about their mental health than they did before. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's a very good point. Um, yes, yes. So yeah. what about, what about, um, cause I know you, <clears throat> I know you say you mentioned the post, but could you kind of like summarize or condense for those who didn't, read your post about kind of what your struggle is um well for me it took me a while to get to where I'm at now like I was always very I haven't posted this on social media but Mm -hmm. might as well just share um took me a while to like be okay in considering medication because Mm -hmm. your girl hates taking a multivitamin every day (laughs) Um, so and I have to take like a baby aspirin every day because I have a weird I'm special. I have a weird blood disorder. And so I have to take that to like thin my blood. And I hate doing that, but I'm like, well, Katie doesn't want to die. We don't want a blood clot, but it took me forever therapy. And I guess accepting like, yeah, I do struggle with depression. You know, I have anxiety. We all have anxiety in my opinion, to a degree. Uh, We are humans Mm -hmm. after all. So like this year I'm like, I don't even know. I think I started it in April, like early April, like just, started Lexapro just smallest little dosage and I was like holy crap like I feel a difference like it's Mm -hmm. insane like the miracles of medicine and I was like wow like before I was really unmotivated and all this stuff but in regards to like social media like I'll, I'll be honest and I'm like it's as a a lot of my posts like have to do with singleness because I'm like 29 in August you know I didn't think my life would look the way it is now and mm-hmm. for me, that can really, that hits someone hard. Like, oh, man, my expectations, I'd be married by now, maybe have a kid, have a life partner. And that's just like not, God's like, ha, 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 you're funny. That's not my plans mm-hmm. for you. But that can, that hurt me. Like, that sent me into a little depression. I was involved with someone like a couple years ago that was like super toxic and like abusive, really. And that's like the first, that landed me in therapy. And then from that very bottom dark spot I was like wow I have depression I have anxiety like 
sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for me to read a book now and like sit down and like calm down because I'm very go, go, go. And mm-hmm. out of talking it out with a therapist who I love, she's amazing. It's like, yeah, that's kind of how Katie avoids things. It's just staying busy all the time and not like sitting in your feels, you know? Cause I'm like, why sit in your feels? Like I can't change it. No one can change it. Like, why should I talk about it? And sometimes I still feel that same way. I'm like, I don't want to talk about being single. Like, are you, are you going to change it? Do you know Waka Flocka? I don't like, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point of having this conversation? So anyway, that to be all that being said on social media, mm-hmm. I am pretty open and I've gotten like private messages from people and even like public comments, like, Hey, thanks for sharing this. Like I'm going through the same thing, but I'm hesitant to post this on social media. Cause I'm married. I'm hesitant to post this because I am single like you. And this is, a lot and society my next question is how society views mental health but society I just think pushes it to the side and doesn't take it seriously and as a Mm -hmm. former teacher I saw that in the classroom like people just don't take it seriously and I'm like a lot of our issues these days could probably be solved if we were more willing to like listen to people instead of just go and make snap judgments but anyway so my mental health journey has been very interesting, but I can finally, like, I feel like I'm on a, in a spot that I'm like, I, I'm a healthy Katie. Like it took me a few years to get there. And mm-hmm. it all started with like me honestly going outside of God's will and me being impatient and then being involved with a man who I really shouldn't have been involved with. And it like broke me and I've never been that low. So I had to like rebuild myself from that, but I'm, really proud of myself like (laughs) I never (laughs) wanted to be on meds and or anything and now I'm like on the smallest little dosage but I can definitely tell a difference and even before I was kind of unsupportive of people who were on medicine I was like why do you need medicine like go to the gym or something but it's not always that's an ignorant statement but it's not always like that like it's a brain chemical imbalance and God created science and like, why not use it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's super important. Um, when dealing with mental health, like kind of my last little comment or point, but yeah, it's like super important to celebrate and champion your wins. Cause I definitely think when it comes to dealing with a mental illness, it's easy to like catch yourself, like getting onto yourself when you like slip Mm -hmm. up or mess up. And so I, I definitely think it's important to celebrate those moments where it's like, you know, I did overcome that. Like, you know, recently yeah. for me, like I, I just started a new job and I was, you know, recently doing delivery driving and like jobs that were kind of like in the food service, not making enough. And so like now I'm like kind of like I can celebrate that I have a job that's just one job and I don't have to like do multiple things like I have one income like yeah it took me a minute and you know again kind of like you I'm like yeah I saw myself way further in life than where I am now but like I have made amends with the decisions I've made and understand Mm -hmm. that like it's all a part of God's plan and like the more we keep writing this story together the more things are going to be unveiled and I think it's funny because when we write the book of our life we always think it's for us, but like just how we were inspired by someone else's life story. Like, you know, you may not always be inspired by your own story or like be like, oh, I really like where I'm at. 
but like it's crazy whenever you never you may never know but when people see the finished product they're like yo she went through that or he went through Mm -hmm. that and it's like yeah that is is i i think that's inspiring and encouraging totally agree so in regards to society like how do you think society views mental health i guess society in america will will do that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah because i I don't know about about everywhere else but yeah i can't really speak for the other countries no um south america but yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so no, I I definitely think for me, I look at so I'm like a comic book type person, um, looking at movies and stuff. And I will say, as much as I love my Marvel content in DC sometimes, um, and just a lot of the superhero content, it irks me when they use mental illness as like a plot device in especially when we talk about horror movies and like, you know, those serial killer slasher movies, they really hype up like psychopathy, which is like uh, being a psychopath or like sociopath. Like they really hype those up or um, split, uh, split personality disorder. That's getting like a resurgence with a lot of movies and media. And it's like, to me, it's in like mind boggling and insane because people are watching these um actors or actresses depict this disease which is like fine for the movie but it's almost this glorification of like yo like that's crazy because of course in the movie the person's able to do supernatural and out of you know fictional things that you know normal day people can't do and so it creates this stigma where not only do we brush off mental illness but mental illness isn't seen as like something that's that you I wouldn't say you shouldn't have but it's something that you obviously should want to overcome um Mm -hmm. i.e our generation if you look at comments on like videos and stuff I know we've all seen it but we've seen the trend of people say oh I want depression or I have crippling depression and they talk about these negative um emotions and mental things as if it's like a um a badge to be worn and so it's kind of hard to really, you know, advocate and get help for mental illness when a lot of people who have it have such a distorted view of it. And then, you know, of course, kind of your perspective with people who don't suffer from it, you know, they are kind of like, okay, why do y'all even need it? You know, and it's it's crazy because it doesn't create a real reality of people who have to live every day with um, certain mental illnesses, you know, the, the, you know, the popular ones we talk about depression, anxiety. Um, but, you know, a lot of the ones that we don't really talk about um, as far as like agoraphobia, people can't leave, like not being able to leave their house. I'm pretty sure after the pandemic or, you know, even some people who are still in the pandemic, that's becoming a thing. Um, people with OCD, um, there's severe cases of OCD where people can't even basically leave their house earlier you know they're stuck cleaning their car doing a certain action and so for me i feel like um the advocacy for it is um it's not there and i i definitely think the education as well um of course not everyone's gonna know as much as a person who has like a degree in it but you know there has to be this healthy amount of information the public and society gets when it comes to mental illness and how to treat people with mental illness. Um, Because again, there's this kind of disconnect, especially, you know, people going back to like psychiatric wards 
and just the treatment of people in those facilities. Um, and so, no, I just kind of feel like as a whole to kind of, you know, tailor this point. But um, no, I think society has a very distorted view for those who do have um, mental illness and struggle and those who, um, who don't. And I definitely think we do have a community of people who do understand and do appreciate and uplift. But um, I definitely think it should be more of an awareness, especially due to some of the recent tragedies we have, mm-hmm. we've had in America and just finding out what people have had. It's, it's kind of almost embarrassing to kind of come back and like realize <clears throat> there's more things we could have done to prevent these um, tragedies. Yeah. And it's just all the way around sad. Um, yeah. Especially as a teacher, like seeing stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's just, it just makes me really angry. And yes. I have a whole lot of feelings on that. But, um, I mean, I'm a female, so I have my perspective, but you are a male. Um, mm-hmm. How, like, as a guy who, I mean, all, we all struggle with mental health to some degree, but can you, like, describe your experience, like, as a guy that struggles with mental health? Like, have you received, like, criticism or, like, rude comments maybe a mix of both Mm -hmm. or like sympathy like what is it like on in your perspective in your perspective for that i um i definitely will say for me i kind of get um a kind of a pass because you know i am the guy that got the degree in psychology and the majority of my life i you know kind of talked about psychology Mm -hmm. and so when it came to my mental health like for me, it was a shocker or like, I guess for me, it was hard to talk about. But for others, it was kind of like, yeah, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> we knew you were close to it. So but um, I definitely would say from male from the male perspective, um, it's it's one of those things where I could just say as far as being vulnerable about it, it's kind of hard um, opening up about it. Um, just. I definitely think there's safe spaces and safe places, but even for, let's say, guys being around other guys, um, it may not always be treated, you know, with the care and some guys joke it off, laugh it off. Mm -hmm. And it's never really addressed. Um, And I also, you know, feel as far as like, you know, role models, people in the media, um, when you see people kind of like when you see those male um, celebrities or whoever it be have those moments, um, it I don't know. It's just kind of like the whole stigma with not crying and men like being taught not to cry, even though it's a normal mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it kind of goes with the same with mental illness. I would say for me, I've had more mental like talks about my mental illness with my female friends or um you know family friends who were female versus the males just because i don't know i guess there's more of an understanding and empathy as far as like the women in my life um but for as far as guys we just kind of i mean and even that like a dear friend i have like we had a talk about our mental health like about like two three years ago and it was it was a good conversation but it, you can also feel like we both were kind of approaching this topic kind of like, you know, who who's going to, you know, say something about it or who's going to like joke about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've been friends since high school, but like it was just one of those things where we it's an unspoken rule of like, yeah, like don't get too close, like don't get too, too vulnerable, too open. Um, and so I, I definitely think 
that uh through the male perspective that um in society yeah it's it's a little hard to deal with your mental illness um i think a lot of guys are kind of told with the thought process you were thinking of like well just go work out you know like a mm -hmm. lot of guys who have mental illness like they're like oh you're overweight you know so like go work out or you know you play video games a lot like go outside um and i think that type of stigma especially with comic books and stuff because i'm close to that community as well like it's it just creates like this whole um like i said distorted view of how to help these people and who these people are um because honestly like a lot of guys struggle with um mental illness especially i could say the narcissistic personality disorder which is just starting mm -hmm. to get a lot of attention yeah, yeah, a lot of guys who do work out and um <laughs> like are out there taking photos and stuff and you know it they do struggle with narcissistic personality and um in a lot of those cases it could be um just as deadly as far as like you know having depression and bouts of anxiety to go with it. So but it's just not as easily um what do you want to say detectable. Right. And I agree. I feel like I mean men and women like present struggles like mental health differently like a lot i know guys mm -hmm. who hit the gym like two three times a day and mm -hmm. struggle with like body dysmorphia or an eating disorder and i feel like that's not talked about a whole lot i am a woman so i'm not like actively you know i'm not i can't relate obviously like how mm -hmm. men do or have those conversations but like i don't know i just i do feel like men get overlooked in that aspect of like mental health and um like body issues too um because there's no yeah. reason to hit the gym three times a day like there's no reason <laughs> like no I, I no. think a couple <laughs> times I've hit it twice and that was at DBU because I was like so I was like I'm bored I'm gonna go to the gym yeah I'm bored yeah 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 you, you have know, time like that... <laughs> yeah no and, and whoever's hitting the gym like three times a day bro calm down you're not Batman like what are you doing? <laughs> like you're not Your you're not fighting rest. crime. That part. That part. Rest. Like, rest is just as important as a good workout. Like, I don't know. But Exactly. And I will say to kind of my last point on that, because I just thought about it. One of the ways I will say a majority of guys, especially in the video game community, mm -hmm. and I'm a, I'm slightly a part of this. And it's very interesting. I've, I've been in it and wanted to study it because I'm a psychology person. But yeah. for those who are gamers, so I got to I have to explain this for the audience because this is interesting. And this is just like been brought to the surface. So video games haven't been considered like a sport or a athletic type of, you know, activity, you know, for like, I guess, like the past, like when they first came out, like from the 90s through the 2000s but you know research now has proven that video games have the checklist of like teamwork coordination different things that you know in sports you we align for um the same principles and so what is interesting is in a lot of sports and guys can you know definitely say like can affirm to this that there's this kind of locker room type venting talk before and after games or during practice where guys just say things and do things that they would normally never do when they're around people. And it's just, just because like a lot of guys are together. It's just this way of like of the mind, I guess, to like off put a lot of the different, 
you know, things that we're carrying. And I've studied it with um, one of the um, popular franchises, Call of Duty. Um, it is insanely crazy when you talk about how guys view or deal with their mental illness, how much they joke and vent on there. And like, at first I thought it was like super, it is super toxic. I will, let's not say, let's not beat around the bush. It's super <laughs> toxic how they deal with it. But at first I thought it was just them being toxic. But like over the years I've noticed it's how guys are using like a way to like an outlet. Like if they were playing yeah. a sport or whatever, they're just like going off on people. It's not necessarily because every time you log on, you have a vendetta against the people you're playing, but it gives you an opportunity to kind of like unload these negative emotions, whether it's the most positive way to do it or not. But I mean, you're doing it virtually online, going back and forth on the mic. And I and I, I understand that there's this kind of catharsis after, you know, yelling at someone over the mic and like, obviously they can't do nothing to you and you just log off and you're like, whew, all right. And so, you know, and I, I think that's another way that it's being dealt with. Again, probably not the most healthiest way, but I definitely think video games could be a component where you have a community of people like that, you know, can identify with what they're struggling with and maybe find steps other than calling out, you know, yo mama jokes and, <laughs> oh my and, God, and just trash talking. Yeah, just trash talking each other in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I feel like those conversations would be very entertaining. Like, I can only imagine the stuff that. Uh, oh, <laughs> you have no idea. No, every time we log in. No, you would be. You would be. I, I <laughs> hold no bars. I've been playing Call of Duty since high school. I, I I understand that like I have to like pray at every time after I get off. Like there there was uh what the the conjuring movie. Oh like it was in, in the Philippines. It was like so bad, like when the people went to go see it that they had to get blessed going into the movie and going out. Yeah, that's how I feel playing Call of Duty. Like I gotta <laughs> I gotta have like a preacher on standby where I'm like, Father, you got okay, cool. Because <laughs> oh I mean gosh. You're going in there. But I will say um, it is an interesting component because you do have conversations with people from all over the world. And um, I've forged some friendships and we've had talked about our mental illness, not the, you know, most in-depth and concrete, but, you know, just at least having that safe space. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you offer, you also like offer very interesting perspective that I do not have, um, in regards to like the African-American community, like how is mental health handled or dealt with? Cause I've spoken to other African-American men and they're like, you are told to like, kind of, Hey, you're a man, get over it type of thing. And you get a lot of shame. Has that been like your experience or what has that looked like for you? Um, yeah. So to speak on that, it's, I definitely, cause I just, you know, <laughs> spoiler warning, I did, um, read the questions before we, um, recorded <gasps> oh this. I know, no, I know I didn't, totally I didn't mean fine. to broke, bro- broke the fourth wall there, my bad, but I um, <laughs> just kind of ran into it. But no, when I read this question, um, it just, in me, it ignited just a spark of like, not just for the African-American community, but all people of color, I can say it's it's not talked about enough. Um, it's definitely a taboo subject in a lot of households. Um, 
obviously I will now I will um what do you want to call it? I will pin this point. I will say a lot of kids nowadays are aware of their families and their mental health. I will say me growing up, it was more kind of like the family secret, like you know, mm-hmm. you know, certain families having kids and stuff and you know mm-hmm. scandals but that's kind of how it was like we didn't find out till later like oh you know she was you know going through this or he was going through that and I definitely think it's whew, it is no it is hard on uh people of color because we primarily and a lot of people in culture will like in society especially in America can agree we definitely deal in terms of external and material and so when as far as like if you get a scraped knee or like if you can't pay a bill or if you have a kid, that's easier to work with because I can see that and I can touch that. And what that really means is I can help you without getting involved, like too, too involved. You know what I'm saying? Right. When it comes to mental health, it's internal. And yeah. honestly, I've, I've said this about um, not just the families I've seen, but, you know, also kind of my family is like mental illness. When you interact with it, it requires a change, not just from the person who's going through it, but the household as a whole, because no, the household may not be struggling like the person who's going through it, but there has to be this understanding and humility in this new way of life, you know, per se. Um, I've seen families who understand the seriousness of a mental illness and have done what they can to accommodate the person and do the best so that they can love and um, help this person. And, you know, coming on the other side, we have the, I'll take this example. I'm allergic to seafood. (laughs) And in my family, you know, I've had, you know, times where, you know, they, I would still have to go, like I would be at events or events would be at my house but like there would still be seafood present and so you know that kind Mm -hmm. of you know and this is something that can kill me and so that kind of level of attention levy with you know mental health that's kind of the same treatment it's kind of like yeah we know this is something that can kill you but like we're not letting this spoil our good time and it's like it should never be that way you know because then there are cases of people who do lose their mind and then they do have to take care of that person and I, I just think it shouldn't be that extreme. Like, I definitely think um, if people understand, say, for instance, if you had like a food allergy and intolerance of food, just as if you would be sensitive to that person, you would still treat that same mental illness. And I think for some people, some families, it's a fear thing. Um, they think they passed it on to their kids, so they don't know how to deal with it or someone dealt with it. And I mean, just kind of like I heard my grandfather, how he quit cigarettes, like he just stopped cold turkey. Mm. He didn't get no help or anything. He just stopped. And like that type of mentality is like, that's why it's hard for mental health. Because like then when you like compare that, like, oh, well, I just stopped cold turkey. Why you can't just stop being sad? You know, stop bouncing all up on the walls. Like it's it's totally different perspectives. (laughs) Yeah, it's not an easy fix. It's not like, hey, stop doing that, and then okay, you're you're healed now. You're good. It's like no, there's a lot of layers. It's like an onion. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot. Good strike reference. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I might not get it. Oh well. 
<laughs> Throw caution to the wind. Yes, I was like, I'm fearless. Living life on the edge. Okay, a couple more questions. Um, why do you think so many people are struggling mentally in 2022? Ooh. That's kind of a loaded one, but... Um. I definitely think okay, because I don't want to back myself into a corner. So I was gonna, I was gonna number the points. I'm just gonna name the points as they come to me. Um, I will say the first thing, the first thing that has contributed to our mental um imbalance and mental health in the state of the world, not just in America, Mm -hmm. is technology. Um, Mm -hmm. and the internet. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, we didn't have this much stimuli in the like past hundred years, like in the like past century, you know, we had went from kids going outside, playing hide and go seek, um, doing hopscotch marbles and stuff to keep their brain entertained to TV, to phones, to video games, to tablets, to computers. Now you have so much going on. And I mean, people are being flooded with dopamine. I mean, from watching ads, movies, stuff that's quick. Um, that's that. I mean, because it's it's a multifaceted thing with the technology and internet. But we've right. gotten so many things in a faster way. Um, movies are coming out like as soon as possible on streaming. Um, there was a time where people had to wait, you know, to find out about like, you know, current events and stuff. Now you can just look that up in seconds. And so when you play all those things together and the the mind is a computer um, in itself, how it works and functions and these different chemicals that are being released. Um, there's a joke um, on the internet that says that, you know, someone who was born in like the 1800s tasted a Dorito chip, they would die. Because like like from the taste of the Dorito, because it's like yeah, their their taste buds have not been exposed to all the different things we have in such a like high consumption. Um, and so I definitely think when it comes to um our brains, um, a lot of people don't know, and I'll bring this psychology element because I you know love educating people. We are um we know that we were a part of this um as we like grew um into society we were a part of this hunter-gatherer mentality and so we worked more on like reward systems risk and reward and so now we live in a society where pretty much all the risk has been taken out and we get all the reward and so what begins to happen to a brain that is supposed to have um fear embedded you're supposed to have protection embedded but there's no need for fear because you have like a home, you have a car, you don't, you don't have any predators. Well, you become the predator. Your mind becomes its own enemy. It becomes flipped back because you're getting all the reward, but you're getting none of the risk. And so your mind creates it because just like there's daytime, we need night. And our brain works on that equilibrium as well. There has to be a displacement for a lot of these things that we're getting is so much so fast so soon. Um, and so I think that's a contributor, contributor, very important contributor. I think a lot of people don't think about another one that I think is super, it could be avoidable, but I think it's this um, mindset of society of mental illness being like, like I said before, being kind of like a, a badge or like something like an identity, you know, like back when we were kids and like, 
someone will wear glasses and they're like, oh, I wear glasses. And, you know, someone will have a beret in their head and it's like, oh, well, I wear a beret. Like now people are coming out and being like, yeah, I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. Oh, I got crippling depression. Like that's something to like, you know, identify with and have people. Because, again, I don't want to isolate people and like put them in the corner and say like, well, you can't talk about your mental illness. But to make it a thing where you're not seeing that it needs to, because again, it's always this whole thing of like, well, are you coming from the perspective of mental illness should be eradicated and these people should just like look to be normal? No, but it definitely shows that like when you're struggling with something like that, like say for instance, with like someone who has cancer or something else of a disease you understand the seriousness and the consequences. And I think that's the problem with mental illnesses because it's not external or it doesn't just outright kill people. People don't think they're playing with fire. And so I think like that mindset of understanding like, hey, you know, maybe we can't put your fire out, but we can manage it together versus just saying, hey, let's have a bonfire and just burn in it, you know, because we don't, people don't understand that that has consequences and ramifications. Um, and so, yeah, that whole perspective. And um, I definitely think having more conversations and education surrounding these topics, not in their glorified state, not in a victim mentality state, but in a coherent state of, okay, this is something in society that's becoming a, issue is always been an issue but now it's becoming more of an issue and not treated as something as oh well you know it's just the times and we're becoming more aware and we have technology so more people are going to be talking about it like it's not curved that much like not everybody just because we have available and access to talk to people that doesn't mean the correlation of mental illness or, or certain other things should you know spike up like, you know, it, it, there's definitely a reason for it. Um, and, and I will say um, the recent events with the pandemic and people being isolated and right. the back and forth of all that, that definitely contributed super hard to people's oh, mental yeah. illness. Um, we, can, we come from a society in a place where people are allowed to do basically whatever they want. As far as it doesn't, you know, infringe upon other people's freedoms, crimes and stuff. So to come into a 2020 and then come to 2022 where, you know, a lot of times we were told not to do this, not to wear this, not to go here. That, that plays on a lot of people's psyche, especially the whole mentality of, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Why am I being told? Like, I'm not the bad guy. Like, why can't I do this or go here? Like a lot of people have felt that way, especially, you know, mass mandates being lifted, people being able to travel it's been out of this rebellious state. It hasn't been out of, oh, okay, back to society is more like, y'all told me we couldn't, so here we go. And um, it's like, wow. Um, I will say, kind of the cap it off, because we could be here all day about mental illness and like yeah. why, why we're seeing this trend. But I will say, you can see in society in the world, and I, I kind of want to ask your opinion and see if you agree, but I can kind of see a regression um, of the societal consciousness of like how we perceive things um, and the regression meaning like I I feel like when we were coming up like in the 90s early 2000s there were a lot of 
leaders, activists, um, people who stood for something that were in are in textbooks now that we looked up to Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. And you like those figures, like, because again, we're not saying that like people nowadays, we don't have good people or whatever. That's not the argument. It's just saying that back then there were more people willing to stand for a cause and people were willing to like see that as a positive thing and be like yo i want to be like that and now you kind of look at society it's more about bickering arguing celebrities and not in the most positive light like you know the whole chris rock will smith thing that's a product of someone hurting and not getting getting attention for that hurt um just like the different things we've seen just it just to me it's baffling because i'm like wow like i can't believe we've only come like 20 30 years and like back then like there was so much of a push for like be the person that you want the future to look like and now it's kind of like you know we're all gonna die so like who cares and it's like how did how did we get here like how did we like i i I, it it baffles but i'm like how do we have these people in our textbook like i don't feel like they died or like left and there's like whole other state of the world but like it almost feels like it like you instances like the berlin wall i mean the berlin wall the the wall being broken down um yeah it was the berlin wall but like events like that where like the america and the world were like yo like okay we need to come together now we're just in here and it's just like yeah like they almost expired twinkies like you know that like what like <laughs> like, like what are the <laughs> <laughs> not, the not the Twinkies. I'm not the, the Twinkies cupcake gal, but that's just me. I'm, I'm weak. No, they do, they do. But it, not to, not to be a negative Nancy or a pessimistic Pete. I will say, as far as mental health, as we continue having these conversations, as we have this push from media and different sources highlighting it, we are getting better especially with identifying certain disorders. I know one disorder that I can say for a fact that has, people are having a better understanding, um, kind of, you know, even though it's kind of out there, Tourette syndrome, um, mm. people who suffer with that, um, with the tics and different yeah. things that go with that. I think a lot of people before just thought Tourette's was people spurting out curse words without um, control. But now people are understanding like, okay, like, no, there's this whole group of people who suffer with Tourette's and it's in different ways and forms. And it's very rare, um, but it's still like, that's still something to be highlighted. Cause back in like the nineties or eighties that people would look at you crazy. It was like, yeah, like he has Tourette's. They'd be like, what? So like, I will say we have gotten better because before they just used to call people invalids or idiots mm. and yeah. different other things. And we're not going to call it, we're not going to say the R word. So, you know, no. it's, yeah, so, but we definitely, um, I will say we're making strides, but there's just a lot more we can work on, but it's something we can do together. And I think that at the end of the day, just like someone's individual journey with mental illness, there is hope and a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do think like more because of social media, like the positive side of this, I guess, is like, um, but also there's a downside because there's a lot of misinformation out there, but people yeah. are definitely like having those tough conversations and give, letting people know like, Hey, this is what this looks like, or I'm struggling with depression and just kind of 
sharing their journey, I guess, because growing yeah. up, like we didn't have, I, I was born in 1993. We didn't have the internet and middle school. <laughs> I, had a, I had a Motorola razor flip phone and oh snap. Yeah. It was she was part of the razor club. <laughs> yes. Hot pink. I bedazzled it. It was, I was, it was great. Um, but, <laughs> My point is, <laughs> it was cool. Okay, I don't. I, I no, I'm just. I'm reminiscing. I'm reminiscing with you that uh, oh, okay. wasn't for you. I it was like, for eh. like. And I was like, hey. No, it was no the times, <laughs> the times. I'm just like uh the the times were in good times, and this is like before. No, it was. Media, you know, like. Oh, no, it's just the uh comes from the fact that we are where we are now to where I can look back at that and be like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, I, I don't like being old. Sorry. I was yeah, I was I having a, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying now. I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was before social media. Like we weren't having those conversations because we didn't have the Internet and. Um, I think a lot of it, kind of what you were saying earlier, was, like, kept a secret or, like, family shame, guilt, mm-hmm. confusion. And kids growing up now, they're having those conversations and learning more. And, yeah, there's a lot of misinformation out there. I mean, social media, you can post whatever you want, and it's not necessarily true. But, um, like, my students were, you know, take going to therapy, going to a mental hospital if they needed to, like, that was unheard of yeah. when I was a middle schooler, high schooler. So, like, gaslighting, like, that term, I didn't even know that was a term. That was a word. Like, yeah. there's a lot of vocabulary, too, that, like, is coming to light. So, I don't know. There's always good and bad, but I think the, it's always good to have those tough conversations and know that, like, hey, I'm not insane. Like, hey, I'm not crazy. Like, yeah. this is something people go through, but... Yeah, and I will say, um, because you you do, I I'm just gonna call them out. You do have some students who listen to the podcast, right? I do, I do. Okay, this is <laughs> this is for y'all, because I, I I will say this. I was thinking about this. You guys are a lot stronger than us, and I will say, you guys, y'all y'all have like a lot more on y'all because I can remember when I first heard about like the Columbine shooting. You know, like coming up and like how that was scary to me and like how I was like, yo, I didn't know like a whole lot going on with that. But it was just one of the major ones we had. That was like pretty much it, like one of the first ones. And then coming into 2022, like y'all are probably desensitized to the point of seeing and hearing about it. And like, I'm just going to say, like, I have only lived like a portion of my life in this phase of that we're living in now. And I am like, I am like, not over it, but I'm just like, yo, like, when will it stop? And like, how is it that like, every time we turn around, there's something like this, and you can see videos of it and photos. And like, back then, like, we saw like, one, like, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a news special on it, or they did like a reporting on it but they didn't have as many videos footage and stuff as like today and so i definitely think for us we got to maintain a little bit more of our innocence because you heard of stuff like that 9 11 and stuff like that happened but like we didn't go online and was like looking at it you know all day long like nowadays people have that access and so i just want to encourage y'all like 
you know, people might talk about child generation. They talked about our generation. They talk about every generation that comes out. Y'all gonna watch. Y'all gonna talk about the generation after y'all. Just watch. But oh yeah, it, it's one of those things to just kind of like take that. Like even though you're going through counseling and you're having to go through, like maybe having to go to a hospital, just understand like we weren't exposed to these things. Like y'all, we didn't have like repetitive footage or people coming up to like friends in the hall playing us videos of people getting their head chopped off or stuff like that like mm. I didn't I wasn't exposed to that until I was like at least like almost an adult you know like that was when the internet started to really break open so I will just tell y'all like y'all are being exposed to a lot more and j- no just understand that as a whole nobody who has come before you like literally like any all the people I talked about, Martin Luther King, all them, none of them have been exposed to as much as we have. Like as far as like people we've seen, like I just think about the things you see online, like people from all over the world. And like back then, they only could see that person unless they were in a movie, TV show or they want to go to that place. Like you didn't get to just see all these people view all these things, these ideas, opinions. Like, we have a lot more. And so I definitely want to say, like, even though we, it sounds like we be harping and being negative and mean-spirited, but it's just to say, like, there's such a shift um, in the culture and society and, like, not trying to sound like our parents, but, yeah, it's <laughs> not like how it used to be back in the old days. Like, it's not. It's, and it's, it's clearly, you can clearly tell. <laughs> you can tell oh, from yeah. the 90s to, yeah. to now all the things that have changed. I mean, look at media and like how every movie is trying to reboot or make it, make a movie go back to what we used to have. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it sounds, I sound old when I say it, but yeah, it's not how it was. (laughs) It is not at all. It is not. Okay. So last question and then that'll be it. But what suggestions do you have for those people that are struggling with their mental health or struggling with depression, anxiety? Um, what, what would, what advice do you have for them? Um, first and foremost, just take it one step every day. Um, it's not going to be the easiest. Um, but you, you got to recognize and realize that you're on a path and a journey Mm-hmm. Um, everyone is, but yeah. yours may have a little bit more obstacles. Um, but I, I definitely say take heed into that because your struggle could be someone's strength. Ooh. And that's weird. That's weird. Some people may be like, what? But like, that's why there's multiple people on the planet. Um, that's why we are called to be together and work as a unit. Um, because I can say with a lot of my anxiety and depression, I'm able to make music. Um, I'm able to sometimes make jokes to make people laugh. Um, so finding that, um, finding whatever you're going through, finding an outlet or something that you can get from it. Um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you can't, you can allow things to take things, you can allow people and certain things to take from you, but you can also allow what you can receive from that, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, you can receive blessings, you can receive a new skill, a talent, whatever it is, um, use that. Um, and kind of what I was going to say with my other points is like, reach out to people, um, never feel like you're alone, but also never feel like you're a burden. 
um, say the things that you need to say because um, you never know what you say and how you may say it can trigger something in whoever you confided in or a family member. And for those who may be in a situation where everybody is telling you to just get over it or whatever, I would just tell you to just keep pressing. Um, I That's why I like comic books and superheroes. A lot of them do struggle with mental illness, but superpowers are kind of like a fictional extension of a mental illness in certain ways because certain people can use their mental illness for their advantage and mm. and sometimes people can use it for the advantage of others and so I just encourage you to say hey if this is something I'm struggling with you know it may feel unbearable but there's always a light there's always hope um I, I I'm a I'm definitely a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and so no my final words of encouragement is to take hold of your destiny don't let don't let this be a crutch um, we've heard of stories like Helen Keller, um, stories of people who had disabilities, born with disabilities, and have overcome. And so same thing with your mental illness. Um, don't think you can't be used in a greater impact to impact others and to be a light because you just never know who's watching. And I think the most empathizing part about it is the longer you live, the more you'll find people who are struggling worse. And I think that's what humbles you to be like, wow, yeah. they can do it with a smile on their face. Then I, I need to put my, my my best smile on. Yeah, I totally agree. Like even I do like monthly homeless outreaches and I've met some of the like the most like the strongest faith driven people that are living on the streets or they're in between mm-hmm. like housing. And one of the guys yep. was just like, I know I'm blessed. And he said that, and I got emotional because this man is living on the streets. Like, he has a job, but he's just struggling, and he's just so positive and joyful. And I'm like, dang, like, I have a lot to be thankful for, like, despite everything, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I, as a teacher, like, seeing kids like really struggle with some tough stuff like breaks my heart it makes me so sad because I'm like you're a kid you shouldn't have to be going through this and dealing with this like I just want to give them a hug but there's some of the strongest most clever creative people that I've ever met like and I think they don't realize what you were saying they're light like it's so bright there's so much potential and like amazingness inside of them and Mm -hmm. I just don't want them to be like oh you know I am depression depression is me like no that doesn't define you like you are you you're here for a reason you're alive for a reason you're on the search for a reason and some you know I'm 20 29 still kind of navigating that but I don't think there's like a timeline for that like your journey is your journey you know baby steps are still steps so exactly Exactly. Because yeah. we all got to cross the finish line eventually. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so true. Well, oh, but yeah, that was such a good conversation. Was, like, you I, I was about to say, time. yeah, no, I was I was so ready to keep going. I was like, wait, that was the last one. Okay. Yeah, got you. I was like seven <laughs> yeah. No, no, those are those are great seven questions. Like Thank phenomenal. You. Phenomenal. But there's always so much to uh talk about and learn and 
I don't know. I like talking to people and getting their perspective because, you know, don't want to just stay in your lane. There's so much out there that you can learn. Yes, that no, that is for me, that's been the best piece of advice that I've been trying to live out is like not confining my mind because that's another thing with mental illness a lot of people do is they go through this back and forth uh duality where you know you have your life you live for your friends and other people Mm -hmm. but then you have your life for your family and it becomes this real struggle when like you're trying to keep your mind open but then you go back to your family and they keep you in this like tight mindset or closed mindset Right. And it's for some people, it's really hard to kind of just be like, yo, like, which path do I take? Like, who who do I want to become? And I, I've always been like, just stop. Stop saying, you know, everything and you know what life is going to offer, because the the more you like stop doing that and the more you just kind of allow life to happen, you would be so surprised at the many things like the way to make money to make friends, even relationships. Like, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta understand that like our mind is powerful and like, it kind of like makes our reality. Cause it's shaped by like the things we believe and see and like, think like we perceive cause we can all see something, but how we perceive it is different. And so I definitely encourage people like, just don't be afraid to like open up and um, allow Because obviously, you know, when I say open up, you know, to just those different opportunities, reading a book from someone you may never like have like heard of or watching a documentary from like another country. Because when you look at different parts of life and the different ways people live life, it really gives you a perspective of your life because it's like, wow, if they can do that or if he can do that or she can do that, then like I, I can do that. So, yeah. Preach. (laughs) <laughs> I know I had to I had to I had to close the doors of the church. You know, the doors are still open. I had to I had to close the door. Church okay, is now we, we... over. <laughs> <laughs> but well, no, we Yes, you have to have me like, back. You have to have yeah, me back. You have to awesome. have like a comic book or or a soul Ooh. food type topic. I don't know. I next I time you that. you but <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I'll totally leave the conversation and we yes. can, we can, I'll break it. I'll, we'll have a flip flop. I'll ask you questions and, and, and we'll see. <laughs> I'm down. I'm so down. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. And, uh, I guess until next yeah. time. Yes. Until next time, it's been a pleasure and I hope everyone enjoys and has a great one. Yay. All right. Thanks again, Ty. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.